This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Zach, and I play a large-scale dream, a half-high-elf bladesinger wizard, member of the Weaver's Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandemonium. And this is Advantage. Bivouac at the Hawksbill Crag was chaos after the sacking of Maldo Keep. The Red Capes were prepared to blow it up, which was a success on all counts. And while they were prepared for the actual act of releasing the Dwarven prisoners who were held there in captivity uh, to be used as future souls for Warforged, they were not prepared for the humanitarian aid that would be required after that emancipation. Hundreds of those emancipated dwarves, starved to death and kept barely alive in cells, were brought through the portal and into an equally hostile environment. A cold, snowy mountaintop. The encampment was fit for a small group of revolutionaries, and not at all ready to house, clothe, and feed these ex-prisoners. Immediately following the explosion, Callie charged everyone able-bodied with triage. Nearly everyone had been scalded in some way. To get them out of the elements as much as possible, Herrick suggested through his pain to bring everyone down the mountain and into the pine forests. There, some shelters could be easily enough lashed together and fires made. Somehow, every single one of those who had been incarcerated by the rule of young King Greysunder were stabilized and survived. But tragically, two lives were lost in that miracle. Takus Ure and All Real Runner were killed. We'll pick up on their funeral. It's about 36 hours removed from the events at Maldo Keep. A misty rain shower works its way through the canopy of pines. Kelly Orlick has gathered everyone together to honor the sacrifices by those two heroes. The crowd, still largely unprepared for the elements, are huddled in packs around warm fires that have been built specifically for this rite and to keep them warm. They listen as the commander of the Red Capes stands on the rock and introduces Alril and Takis as men of courage to volunteer their bodies and lives for a cause that was not immediate to them. Morlande as presiding druid, you're the master of ceremonies for this ritual. You stand in the middle, slightly behind Callie, and usher forward the pallbearers. Alric, you lead this honor guard to the sepulcher platforms set up at the front. Four individuals carry the fallen pair on litters. Grimton, Alaris, Marge, and Gramley. Alaris, who are you carrying forward? Takus or Al? Mm, it's probably Takis. Grimton, are you with Alaris, or are you carrying Al? Uh, probably with Gramley, I would imagine. 
Oh, that would mean that he's with oh, just by you know math. <laughs> the pallbearers bring the body of the bodies of the slain forward and set them on the sepulcher platforms. Arik, you know that these three are facing east toward the watched forest. Callie speaks again. This is Morlinde Lyclas, the presiding druid of the city of Nuisitalos, where Aurel is from. She steps down from her stone step and ushers you, Morlinde, to take the stand. Callie then sits in the front row with other red capes. Herrick Ormain, whose missing left eye is still a gaping muscle red wound. Briston Ormain, who's been walking with a cane since the incident. Their brother Echo, rescued by the mission, is beside them. Gramley takes a seat as well, followed by Marge, who has been crippled by an unseen pain and is only on her feet with the help of a concoction ingested every few hours. Morlinde, this is your show. Okay. We're here to honor our two fallen comrades. Today we'll hear a final tale of their lives, of their heroism, and then pray for their peaceful journey back to the watched forest to join our ancestor spirits. Alric, can you express the life and the struggles of our comrade Alreal Runner? Is there like a like are we like walking up to like a front and talking? Like how are we? You can just stand. And... The four of you are are up in in front of. Whoa, we're like already kind of there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's there's a rock that Callie was standing on. That gotcha. presumably Morlinde is coming down from. Yeah. Gotcha. I would tell you that Alreal was a friend to me when no one else was. But quite honestly, he was a bit of a prick when I first met him. Um, the first several times I called him shithead, they weren't affectionate. It wasn't until we had worked together for a while that I thought of him as a friend that I'd hate to live without. He might not have been my first friend, but he was my closest. He was reliable, honest, and he helped me find a lot of clarity in some very confusing aspects of my life. He's definitely the kind of person who would give you his opinion when you asked for it, and sometimes when you didn't. Uh, and you can bet he was thorough with that opinion. He wasn't perfect, and he definitely had his own struggles. And that's part of what breaks my heart the most about his, his death, is that he was just getting back to a place where he was happy, and things were good, before his life was ended. All real was literally the kind of friend who would go with me to the end of the cusp and beyond and I will forever be thankful for his presence in my life as I feel his absence now carry his arrows with me in my quiver and his spirit in my heart 
I hope that whatever forces beyond spirits or gods take care of him, his soul, and give him the rest that he deserves. Yeah. 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 Some scattered dwarves throughout who recognize the finality of that mimic the same. Alaris, how should we memorialize Takis Ure? Is, is this where I do a, a eulogy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Yes, it is. Um, I like the idea of that being in character. <laughs> Can we keep that in character? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds like some shit that, that Alaris would be like, is it my turn now? Like, yes. <laughs> goober. I'd imagine a much-needed chuckle, like, filters through the audience. Um, today, we celebrate someone who dedicated his life to making the cusp a better and safer place for gnomekind. Takas. We owe so much to Takas, and I would like to take some time today to tell you about some of the memories I have of him. I first remember meeting Takas at the ruins of Isatalos, where he and the rest of his party saved us from being captured by Warforged sent by Herbert Earth. We were immediately blown away by the teamwork on display from him and the rest of the squad. We next ran into Takas when we were lost in the Underdark, where he led us out to the nearby town of Haven. It was there that we learned about his work as a Horizon Walker and his dedication to the Gnomish peoples. We had a few rambunctious side quests there as well. Later, we ran into Takas and his squad at the strike at the factory in Hawarum, where his leadership helped us escape with the flying skiff and also liberate the Utin Anrod from being forced to work in the Warforged Parts factory station there. And finally, who could forget Takas' part in what would become his final mission? He laid down his life to set up the teleportation circle that led to saving Echo and allowing everyone else to escape from Moldo Keep, including all the fresh faces we have in the crowd today. So let us continue to spend our days full of stories and friendship while standing up for what's right, the way Takas would have done so himself. Yeah. 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 Grimton, can you share with us some of Ariel's words so we can hear his voice one final time? I actually learned not too long ago that Ariel was a poet and uh, yeah, um, found something of his quite fitting for the occasion. <clears throat> Does the feather know when it's been plucked away, wrestled from the wing by wind and weather wild? Does the wolf lay mild, fangs tied around its prey, when blades bust bone and bring buckled knees to bend? Do the gods lament when cuspling hair turns gray, and we sing songs of spring sweetly without faith? No bird, or wolf, or god can help you find your peace. Just burn until you can't. Sleep now, my friend. Ea. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you, Grimton. Our friends have spent many seasons struggling and fighting for the lives and safety of others, often putting it before their own lives, their own homelands, and their own tribes. Alriel and Takis, you can now rest. You can sleep with no worries for the plans and logistics of a scheme or plot or battle. Hear our prayer as you walk among the spirits to rest in the watch forest. Your struggle in Maldo Keep saved the lives of hundreds of innocents, she says, gesturing to all the innocents. Before us, we see the fruits of their sacrifices. Hundreds of folks saved from the horror of becoming food for a war forged in a battle chosen by a tyrant. Join me in sending them with gratitude and joy back home to the Watched Forest, to New Isitalos, to become part of our ancestor spirits. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Haru. Haru. I'm a base today. Tenor Steven, a base? What? Well, allergies. Yeah. I'm like a tenor two, mm. if we're being generous here. Um, and at this point, Callie, would you mind uh, letting us know what uh, what are we going to do next? Callie uh, takes a takes a breath and uh, quickly rallies herself. She stands up, having been seated, uh, and takes a rock. Let us never forget the importance that these lives have served in the liberation of her dearth. Return to your camps, mingle with your friends, find well camaraderie between the lot of you. Dismissed. Ulrich lingers a while. Uh, they don't. They don't immediately disperse. The funeral comes to a close, and indeed some of them return to their lashed shelters among the pines, while others remain just around the small campfires near the sepulchers. But Callie, still standing on the rock, uh, ushers to the lot of you to come forward. I, I come forward. <laughs> oh good, thanks for the confirmation. <laughs> now that that's done, we're back to work. New squad assignments, you ready? Okay. We'll take these refugees back to delve deep with us and get them settled. If it's true that the primary investigation guard, you know, the PIG, was deployed with the troop movement, then we should be able to squat in some of the buildings that are without problems. Echo will get you and them back to full health before we send you on other missions. Hedek, since you did humanity's work then in delve deep, you can lead that initiative. Briston, you're reassigned to propaganda with the full ports. Next, you lot, B-Squad. Callie turns and ushers to the four of you. You're being pulled from that mission. Oops. You didn't do it the first time, and now it's being revoked. You're off princess duty. Okay. I'm taking that job. Once the people are settled, me, Marge, Gramley, we're going to go back to Hawaram together without you. You're not getting a lot of R&R, though. You're going to get into that dragon skiff of yours, and you're going to finish off the Warforged. 
If they're set off marching toward and through the defeat, you're going to chase them down. Got it? I don't care what you do or how you do it, but you're going to destroy the rest of the Warforged and never let that scourge re-enter the great kingdom of her dearth. Pack your bags, because you're leaving at first light tomorrow. <laughs> Pretty optimistic oh. quest there, friend. Like, we're... B squad's like fairly capable. But Sort it out is, amongst yourselves. Dismissed. That is an army. What are you expecting of us? She's getting off the rock and deliberately ignoring you, oh walking away. Do you wish to pursue this argument yes, with her? Absolutely. Listen, I get that we screwed up and that you're not happy with this, but like that is a suicide mission. You she are about faces and slaps you, Auric. I definitely stand there for a moment. Breathe. And then I continue. That is a suicide mission. There are four of us, and there is no way we can fight an entire army. So don't fight them. I don't care what you do. You've got the connections. You're assigned to this, not as a punishment, but because I know you can Beep. do it. Fair enough. I appreciate the vote of confidence, I guess, but don't be too upset if we can't perform a miracle. Call in your allies. Pack your damn bags. Fine. She about faces and walks away. She'll grow on you, Ulrich. Hey, friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.67. What I love about this episode is how the party grapples with the titular aftermath of the destruction of Maldo Keep. You've already seen how the Red Capes have dealt with the humanitarian efforts of saving the lives of the innocents absconded from the Keep. You've already heard the funerals of Takis, Ure, and Allroll Runner, led by the Unknown Associates. And you've witnessed how Kali Oralik plans to lead the remaining revolutionaries to victory through mission reassignments. Later, you'll get a sense of the large-scale changes that may happen to the cusp in the aftermath of their choices. The ramifications of the party's actions matter to individuals, to communities, to nations, and the world of the cusp. Pay attention to how they've changed things. Shout out to our sponsor, Dark Solar Forge, who create incredible zinc alloy die sets, which are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic dice. Uh, we do have a spontaneous ad in the show, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't share the good news about a new set that just dropped. It's called the Reaper's Bounty set, which are stunning. They are embossed with highly detailed skeletal imagery. I have my hands on a set and it's incredible. I've rolled a number of their dice, of Dark Silver Forge's dice, and these are my favorite. I like that the bone details don't distract from the numbers on the dice and that everything remains easily visible for reading. Check them out. That's the Reaper's Bounty set on Dark Silver Forge. They're on sale already, and then you can get an additional 10% off by using the code ADVANTAGEDND at checkout. That's ADVANTAGEDND, no spaces, all caps. Thank you to our patrons for their support in telling this story to all who listen. It's because of your financial aid that we're able to keep producing this show. 
Our supporters of this episode include Brian, Thor, Dan Bauer, Lucia, Callahan, Jonah, and Daniel Tan. You can join them at patreon.com slash advantage DND. Thanks to all the people who've recently left reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use. If you want to get in touch with us, our handle for all social media is at Advantage D&D. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, all that. The best way to get in touch with us is on the Darkmore Podcast Network Discord channel. Uh, there's a link to that down in the doobly-doo. With that link, you'll join the whole Darkmore community as well, including the cast and audience of network shows like Playing Out a Character, Fun But Why, how Friends Roll, Quit Like a Girl, Dragon Mind, DM Shower Thoughts, and The Misadventurers. Games are fun to play. Whether it's chess, Mario Kart, or Dungeons and Dragons, we've all sat down to play a game with our friends before. But what is it that keeps us coming back to our favorites? How do developers craft the experiences that keep us this engaged? I'm Sully, host of the podcast Fun But Why. Join us as we talk to game industry professionals and break down the levels, mechanics, and design of their favorite gaming experiences. Fun But Why releases new episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. How long do we have? What do you mean? Till the end of the arc? Like, like is that what you're asking? Or like time-wise? I mean, we're leaving tomorrow morning. That's Yeah. Yeah, what time of day is it right now? Oh, uh, like afternoon. Okay. So enough time to do some things if we want and then to rest. Wrap your shit up, pack your bags, take a rest. A long rest. Yeah. Go. Joe, did, did we ever discuss what kind of manual of golems? Nope. What? I can read it now without dying what kind of wait what kind of what golems (laughs) i might just be stupid but like i don't know what you're talking about at all was this in the library of yeah the library of traditions what is this a book you just like finessed from the library we borrowed it from the library yeah yeah but like without asking yeah what kind of manual you want do you want to just roll for it right now yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Plus, what? Plus, you know, we exist in in the the world of more canon. canon. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the only canon thing that we have is is more canon. <laughs> so, uh, whatever, whatever you roll. Are you want me to roll? I've got uh, the I've got the item page pulled up on TNDB. Uh, yeah, I also have the item page pulled up. All right, there we go. I'm so curious. Once my computer decides the load will be. Did I not just hear a dice roll? Hold on. Yeah, for effect. Just read the one that the dice, you ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, re- roll a-, a real life dice and then look at your computer screen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Damn millennials. Oh god. I mean, Maybe it was a dice-shaped yeah, object. Yeah, it's a flush one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Statistically. Great. So you don't even have to do all right, whatever whatever type of manual um, that you thought you had, you go back into your your uh, bag of holding and you pull it out and ah, it's a it's a manual of flesh gobs. You haven't cracked this thing open in weeks. Yeah, well, tell I me couldn't. what's going through your head when you when you uh, when you're looking at this thing and wondering, am I strong enough? You know, <laughs> mm. what changed about you that you feel like you're ready for this? Well, I, I mean. We just gained a lot more knowledge about the world and the way things work and went through a whole lot of heartfelt experiences and you know what are you about to do well i can't do anything right now 
It takes 60 the, days to make a golem. Why? Yeah, the phrase, the term flesh golem is really unsettling, like, in our current situation here. Yeah, that's fair. Look, I'm just trying to be inventive. Alaris the Grafter Geldry. Um, what's the difference between a flesh golem and a warforged? One's made out of flesh. Philosophically, not physically. Uh, Do you need a soul? Metaphysically. To power I think a, a golem? flesh golem... I don't know. I don't know how you make a golem. That's what this book's gonna tell me. Okay. Looks very uh, Frankenstein-ish, you know? Extremely Frankensteinian. Yeah, it's icky. Oh wait, did you put it in the patron secrets? I'm gonna go look. Yeah, dude. I hate it. Basically, this book would let me make one of those um, at the cost of a lot of money and a lot of time. And I'm guessing a body or two. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So you crack open this book, you see that it's a manual of flesh golems. Alaris, you look at it, and here are instructions that you don't have time to go down early, but, like, it's not yeah, burning I, your I just, eyes. Yeah, I'm like, eh, this will take too long, and I just close it and put it back for later. Put that in his pocket. So, everybody, B-Squad, mm -hmm. we've been given another impossible task. We know the Warforged are going north across the defeat and then taking a boat over to Kolgafir, right? What if we just sink the boat? That sounds fun. That's not a bad idea. What kind of boat is it? Do we have that information or do we need to go get that? Who knows? I would like to sink a boat. That's definitely a good way to bring a lot of them down. But <laughs> And conveniently, I think we probably still have some explosive charges left over that we didn't use because we just used a giant bomb. It's not like we can't get more. To know where the ship's going to be. We need to know what it's made of. We need to know how many things and people are on the ship. You need to know how big it is. We need a plan B in case that doesn't work. We need to know what the. Like, are we going to be attacking this while it is? How else are you preparing? Well, preparing? Yeah. Getting ready or mentally preparing or preparing mind, body, spirit, setting your affairs in order. How do we think the orcs from the hinterlands feel about the orcs in Kolgafir? Like, are they like buddies? Are they like completely different peoples? I think we've explored that they're pretty different. Like, culturally, right? Like, how do those orcs feel about the Warforged, like, just kind of going pretty close to their home? Give you know? me an insight check. Zach over here trying to incite a rebellion in people who are just minding their own business. Um, that's a whopping 15. It would make sense that orcs in the hinterlands are opportunists. But they are not fools. Seeing perhaps... A, a trickle of Warforged, perhaps even uh, a, a squadron of Warforged walking alone in the defeat next to the Hinterlands. They might. Actually, there's a good chance that um, the orcs would attack and easily uh, overwhelm those Warforged. But her dearth is moving mm -hmm. an entire army. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are opportunists. They are not fools. Now, are they here for battle? 
Do they love a good battle? Yes. They prefer battle over war, and they would probably be willing to go, if you could convince them, they could be stirred to fight a losing battle, even, knowing that they will lose. Dude, we're going to show up and be like, listen, we don't look like much, but I promise this will be a good time if you join this fight. <laughs> or, you know, we just go and, like, wrestle the leader of the orcs and take control and just be like, all right, let's do this. And then we just send them, like, we just go out into battle. We just prove that we're... Alric, give me a history check. Oh, I don't even... Have my dice out. What kind of dice are you using? I'm rolling with my Dark Silver Forge Cthulhu Gold dice set, um, which is my player set. And then whenever I'm DMing, which hasn't happened in a while, I use the Dark Alpha set, which I believe is still available on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I rolling? History. Uh, history. <laughs> Crit failed. <laughs> nice. Perhaps somebody else might have picked up. The, the histories involved with Alaris saying, we just wrestled the orc chieftain or whatever, and then take control. Is that something I would know? Let's find out. No, it wouldn't be something that Morlinde would know I, so, Yeah, I rolled a five. I would not know. Grimton maybe with a high DC. Eight. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we're just dumb sometimes. Or, you know, we can go try to talk to the Pegasus Knights. The who? Or whatever. The Griffin Knights? Pegasus Knights. The Griffin Rank? The Griffin. Oh, those those books. I don't know if they would help us. I mean... Why? They're there to protect the Azure Keep, yeah? I don't think they would risk that. Yeah, it's in their interest, right? But the Warforged are going to reinforce the Kolgafirian front on the northern side, so like they are incentivized to stop the Warforged you know, from getting there, right? I feel like if a, an army of Warforged suddenly appear on the northern shore of the Pandominion, that's not a good thing. I mean, we could talk to them, and we could tell them that, if anything, they'd be helping us to stop them in some way. Like, at least slow them down. I'm just trying to throw out all the options, you know? Yeah, that's good. Keep doing that, idea guy. If we don't want to talk to the Griffins, we don't have to talk to the Griffins. Do you think we could beat them to their ship? So that we could sabotage it before they even leave. I don't know how fast they're warforged. How how much well, of a head start yeah. do they have? They're they're pretty fast, right? They don't have to sleep or eat. They don't have to sleep yeah. or stop. But we can fly. We also don't know exactly where their boats are. Who would know? I think we just have to do some recon. We just got to go like due north and hope for the best. We can go around the coast. Like we're fast enough that we can go around the coast and figure out where the boats are. That shouldn't be difficult. And also, the boats can literally be anywhere that they can potentially dock, right? Because, like, they don't have to be at a major port or anything, since the Warforged don't really need, like, a, a camp or a city or anything like that, you know? I'd imagine they're specifically not at a major dock. Exactly. So, I guess what we need to figure out, or see if anyone knows around here, um, is, like, what the boat's made of, if we can take them down easily. If not, then we'll go to plan B. Which is, you know, try to cut them off at the pass in some way, shape, or form. Wait, can you cut them off at the pass, meaning, like, the boat is going through the pass, or there's a pass on the way to the boat? As in, like, stop them from getting to the boat in the first place. Got it, okay. They're the metaphorical pass. 
They don't have those in Isatalis. All the passes are very literal. Who can we ask? Or should we just go with your plan of go north and figure it out? I mean, like, who would know? Marge, maybe? Takis would know. Yeah, well... Can you cast Commune with the Dead? Can you cast Commune with the Dead? Be like, hey, Takas, I know you're trying to sleep, but uh, we have an important question. Yeah. Will Callie get mad at us? For- we try to talk to her again? <laughs> I'll go talk to Callie. It's fine. I'll go <laughs> talk to her. Okay. Your heart is to slap. <laughs> Are you ready to go, Alaris? Yeah, uh, I think so. Great. Um, you're leaving early then. Setting off now. That's, yeah, well, I can, can I ask you a couple questions? About what? Uh, you know, like, what kind of boats do you think the Warforged are using to travel? Colgophidian boats. Like, are they, like, really big? Like, are they made of wood? You know, like, what, what kind of boats or ships or whatever? I don't have any first-hand knowledge of these things, but uh, the, the nautical habits of the Warforged. Other than that, they don't have any nautical habits. So I'd be assuming that they're using uh, the Kolgafarian boats. Yeah, that's fine. What what kind of boats the the Kolgafarians use? All of this is... I don't know where exactly I'm pulling this from. Maybe it's hearsay. Maybe it's stories I've been told of those murderous brutes up in the north. But... And my head, I guess, have always just been wooden longships, you know? Okay. Okay. Wooden long like, ships. Not particularly big. Um, maybe, I don't know, no more than 50 in mm-hmm. a single one. Okay. Okay. But that's pure speculation. You'll just have to get there and figure it out. Oh, our favorite plan ever. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that, that's what I was planning on doing. I just wanted to... You know, try to get more information about, you know, everything and see how you were feeling, you know. Well, but thank you for the, the insight. I appreciate it. Um, have a good rest of the night. We'll be seeing you again, eh? All right. Yep. She nods and turns around. <laughs> All right. I'll go back to the rest of the group. All right. So they're probably made out of wood. Uh, which is good, because wood burns. So they're Kolgafiri and longships is what they're probably going to transfer him in. Is that what we decided? Is that what I was just told? Right, Joe? Oh, you're asking Joe. Yeah. Cool. You could go back and ask Callie if that's what she said. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? Hey, Callie, I just wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just repeat hey, one that? One more time. It one more time. You're not the other. Um... It's not. It's not you. It's me. Like just. Yeah. just Which makes again. sense because, like, why would, like, Herdearth have its own like ships and stuff? Navy. Yeah. yeah. They're in the mountains and whatnot. Uh, so yeah. Um, Auric, you probably have some experience with uh, with Kolgafiri and ships, right? I mean, not like a lot, but I've seen some. They're they were wooden. I'll give him that. Auric. Give me a history check, please. It went so well last time. Round two, baby. Fifteen. 
You would even know that there are different sizes of ships and that the, the small type of long ship that would raid along the coast, which would be generally, the, these are like raiding vessels um, and could even go into, uh, into rivers and such are, are known as uh, Kravi. Kravi, will you spell that? K-R-A-V-E or K-A-R-V-I. Carvey. Carvey. So yeah, they have lots of different kinds of boats. Kolgafir, I mean, they have like proper warships. I've seen at least one, but from what you know, we've been talking about, uh, it seems like they are using the kind of boats they would normally use for like raids. Um, they're small by comparison and quick and small enough that they can navigate rivers and the like. So it's hypothetically possible that their docking place is actually just a place up river. I'm going to go over to AdvantageDnd.com. Um, Says Auric pulling out of their phone. <laughs> and and <laughs> now I'm looking at the maps. Now I'm going over to the map. Where's the map? So World. so what if we stole all the oars? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it becomes like a always sunny in Philadelphia episode instead. The gang steals the oars. What if we just punched a hole in all of them? Where are we right now, like actively? You see Maldo Keep? Maldo Keep, yes. Just go straight southwest to about the edge of the, the dark spot right there. Yeah, so Auric has pulled out their map and they're looking at it. So they're either going to march due north through the hinterlands and have docked somewhere there, or it is technically possible though incredibly difficult to imagine that they have somehow managed to slip all the way up the river Nogalar <laughs> to um, undetected, you know? Uh, yeah. And go through. I doubt they have, but I, it's possible. I would assume that they're in the hinterlands. Yeah, so they probably went west and then down the trail and then straight up through the defeat and not through the hinterlands because that would involve going like east first um right. and then around and close very close to the pandemonium border which is something that i don't think they want to do would it i mean what stops them from just like crossing the pandemonium border where there aren't a whole lot of cities and just going straight for the fortress of peace i don't know you know <laughs> i guess either way that's still northish so we should definitely make our way that direction well the fortress of peace is all the way across the pandemonium they're definitely not going all the way through Pandominion territory. No, they'd have to go to the northernmost edge of defeat and then cut east and like kind of honestly hang pretty close to the the uh, water and sort of skirt the northern. Oh, you're saying like not take boats at all, but just go around the Pandominion border. Yeah, just just march around the edge is not faster, I'd imagine. Yeah, and I also imagine that there are like scouts, especially along the. Azure Keep sure. side that would go around that area, you know, especially with the Griffin Calvary being able to have a wider radius of of scouting. I think that the mission overall for them is about stealth until they get to the northern right. side, like the northern front, and then just being like, all right, now we have infinite more soldiers than you. I guess we go north and we figure it out as we go. I mean, we've 
have more time if we want to talk more about things or if we want to just ride from the seat of our pants that's fine too dude i like how how like alaris is all like you know we can do whatever whatever feels the best to us um you know discussing war <laughs> i don't like to ask this what all contacts do we have in oh i don't know the astral sea or like spirits or or who who's a little more powerful that might be willing to help us? Do we know a tidal wave spirit? Is Everflame still mad at us? You know, like yeah, because I we can point that rage, man. Be like, yo, Everflame, you want something to be mad about? I got you. Just blow up all these boats. I don't know that that's necessarily something we can call on. Well, and like the the gods in general have a weird relationship with the cusp and the great scuffle, and in general, they they can't directly interact, right? I mean, the gods can't, yeah, because they've been kicked out. Well, and also, you know, we might not need to destroy like the whole boat. We just need to make like, it inoperable. Yeah, like if we like kill, if we like destroy all the helms or something, you know, where they can't turn anymore. That does still leave all those warforged here still. True. Yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. Our quest that we were given was to destroy the Warforged, not just... How many Warforged are there, anyway, you know? At least 50. 50? 50 is a reasonable... Like, I think we could beat 50 Warforged. Like, can't Probably. Maybe. No, from a flying ship with fire. Like, but if there's, like, a hundred... That seems like too many. That's why I was saying I think we need some recon before we, like... Yeah. Like, we can make general plans of things we'd like to do, but, like, we don't even know for sure they're gonna use boats. We don't know how many of them there are. We don't know exactly what their plan is. There's a lot of unknowns. Sure, yeah, yeah. I guess they could just, like, maybe water doesn't affect them and they can just walk, walk along, along the bottom. The I heard bottom. a story about, ah! uh, like, some, like, skeleton pirates doing that one time. <laughs> It'd be cool to run into some skeleton pirates. Can you imagine that? The Warforgers are just like on their merry way to go wage war. And then like separately, there's a group of hey. skeleton pirates. That's like, just also at oh, the hello. bottom of the sea. Just Yeah, I'd be like, hey, where are you guys headed? Oh, t- to us too. But, you know, somewhere else entirely, but but a smaller, smaller war. <laughs> are, there, are, there, are there pirates that we can loop into this? Surely. Well, we've already met several pirates. I think we should call some pirates. You're going to call upon your gift pirates? Is that what you're insinuating? The ones from the Astral Sea? Wait, yeah. did we fight those? Oh! Hey. hey! I got a job. <laughs> Listen, I know we're not friends, but, like, this job pays. And by pays, I mean, please do it, because we don't have any money. Well then, yep. Let's get some sleep and leave get in the morning. Recon. Whew. We're not even doing. I mean, we gotta just do the thing, you know. Yeah. I I do need you to cast some spells into this ring, whichever. What spells do you want? What do you think would be the most useful? Because fly is always up there, but we'll we'll fade to black on that as those two mumble around, and we'll pick up uh, with Ulrich approaching wherever. Briston is probably hanging out with his with Echo and catching up. Mm-hmm. Did Briston hear the new B Squad assignment? Yeah. 
okay. So I walk up to him, and at first I don't really do anything besides just kind of come and hang out. Auric, this is my brother, Echo Ormain. Well, hello. Heard a lot about you. I've... I haven't heard much about you. Well... But I'm happy for the opportunity to know you. Well, hi. I'm Auric. I'm, uh... Dating your your brother here. Briston, you're Uh, gay? (laughs) I mean... Anybody that dates me is gay. Because I'm non-binary. So it doesn't really matter who you are, it's gay. Briston shrugs. Listen, it's the coalescence, man. Like, everybody's a little gay. <laughs> like, who who really can even be straight anymore in this economy? I get it. But yeah, so... Admittedly, that's, that's a relatively new thing in the span of our lives, but, but I'm happy to be a part of his. And now, I suppose, uh, a part of yours... I'm sure, I'm sure it's good to be out, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like pester you with questions about that. But I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. Are you two gonna get gay married? Auric uh, doesn't know what to say for a second, and just does the like, I, 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 and then like. You don't have to answer. I'm just trying. I, it's been a long time. Side eyes, Briston. Gotten the opportunity to make a beep joke. <laughs> I love the in-character beep. <laughs> That's gonna be a lot of fun later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. I'd imagine you haven't had a lot of opportunities for some uh, good just, comedy lately. Just to razz people, you know. Oh yeah. God damned. Well, and Briston here is an easy target, and I give one of those cute little like partner punches. Yeah. <laughs> There's a. There's like a vibe where like it's it's probably clear to Briston, I suppose, potentially pending an insight check for Briston, um, that like I came over to talk to him, yeah, um, and that like I'm not gonna tell Echo to go away, obviously, but like Echo's not really why I came over here for. Briston nods and says, "Echo, I'm, I gotta go help Aldic." Prepare for uh, some big shit. Yeah, I won't steal him for long, I promise. Be back in a bit. Go ahead and deal me in. <laughs> Out of your shot, I guess, a bit. I guess that you heard our uh, new assignment. Aye. It's, it's definitely, definitely a big plan. You came up with a plan. Uh, we have plans to make plans. It's hard to know exactly what we're going to need to do. We have options that we're going to potentially pursue, but mm. until we do some recon, we, we can't really know. Right. Whatever you decide to do, tell me. Uh, well, the current plans I don't need in to a know. particular order... In fact, it's okay. better that you don't tell me what they are. Tell me when you do them. Oh, okay. Well, I, we're leaving tomorrow... Um, I can say that our plans do not currently involve finding ourselves in the Astral Sea, but that's not an option that we have discounted, um, because we might need some strong help, so, but I, I will, I will say this, I care, obviously, about 
all of this and I need you know we need this to go well but realistically and this just just between me and you I I don't know whether I could personally like whether I feel like I could give my life for this quest partially because you know I want to keep exploring what you and I have like I'm I'm in for this quest. I'm committed to it. I'm willing to go to some pretty extreme lengths, but I think if if things get dire enough, I'll I'll probably do what I've got to do to survive. I don't know how you feel about that. It's not your battle, Alric. I want a life. And I want a life that maybe, you know, involves you. I don't want to make assumptions about our future, but like, I, I like know. you. I, I had a big ass crush on you before we, you were ever involved with the revolution at all. You don't have to be a revolutionary and throw your, uh, throw a cape around your shoulders to for the relationship to continue or like you got your own life I I do and you got things you want to do when you're gonna come back to delve deep and we're gonna continue doing our thing damn well better I love you and I don't I guess I just want you to know that you're important show me. me just tell me where you are keep me updated don't I make will me wonder. Do everything in my power to communicate. And with make you. sure the rest of your crew thinks of me as, as next to Ken for getting me information on whatever happens. You're you're definitely um, listed as my emergency contact on all my where, paperwork. Hold, where that official? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, there's not a lot of other people in my life, so we're not even official yet. Official, <laughs> you know, um, official is part is there, of it's part of the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. It is part of the metaverse. God. The, the I, that hurt my feelings. Like, yes. Uh. <laughs> that joke hurt. I didn't like that. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not going to tell you not to worry. This is dangerous, but I will do what I can, and I will communicate with you, and I love you. I love you, too. And, and I'm sorry about everything. None of it... I, I didn't mean to cause you harm, but that doesn't mean it wasn't still something I could have done something about, and it wasn't still my fault. Briston gives you a long, comforting kiss, and he breaks, and he says, I, I don't know what to say about your loss of Alriel, or even Otakus. I know you are both... You are both close in your own ways, um, and we haven't we haven't had the time to talk about that at all. But they, my my brothers, got a hand waiting for me. Yeah, go go spend time. Give with me your a brother. kiss before you leave. Also, I expect you to be in my tent tonight. So it's not like I'm not gonna see you again. Get out of here. Go plan and do whatever. 
I would. I'd like to imagine Bro. after a, a quick a quick smooch that as I'm walking, Briston gives me like a yeah, little, little spank, ass. like go on, get like yeah, little. You can make faces all you want, but I think it's cute. Um, and <laughs> spank, spank my little booty. <laughs> Briston walks back to the area where uh, it's not just the or or where yeah where the ormains are gathered gathered and uh, Gramley and. Uh, Grimton are there too and it's as Grimton is leaving and Gramley says remember don't give him anything big enough to send home didn't plan on it (laughs) Briston swallows back in emotion As the pirate's vein rises through the canopy of the pines, you are greeted by a gray sky, like a thick fog. The mountains around you are, of course, the cloud-capped peaks, but Grimton, even you have never seen the summits quite so hidden. Everybody give me survival checks. I just have my, like, dice tray in, like, the top drawer of my desk, so I just, like... Hey, what brand is this dice tray? Uh, My dice tray is also... Dark Silver Forge is the Cthulhu's Lair dice tray, uh, and it's pretty badass. I like it I a lot. I got a 10? Uh, I got an 18. 15. 22. Not as high as I thought. More Linde and Ulrich. This is this makes sense for you. The vapor is still rushing out of the fissure in the valley, and it's changing this climate. You remember that Maldo Keep once harnessed power directly from the realm of elemental steam, and now that crevice where the keep was continues to vent vapor into the cusp. Both of you give me nature checks, please. Are we climate terrorists? 17. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to be happy about this, but you said nature? 21. The amount of humidity cooling at this altitude will likely cause much more snow and rain. Even if the steam precipitates before going elsewhere on the cusp, the rain and the runoff from the cloud-capped peaks will likely cause millions of gold and damages in the Pandominion along the river Nogalar. The heaving beck which travels west to the defeat will also flood. Who knows what that will bring. Yeah, we're terrorists. Morlinde, give me an arcana check. Nat 20. What, what's what's sad about this Nat 20 is that I'm just giving you a question rather than a magical answer. The the question for your Nat 20 is sadly, uh, who knows what kind of fun magical consequences that this will stir up later. <laughs> Doesn't matter now. You've got other assignments yeah. that are already in trouble for the, and you are already in trouble for side questing. Literally, Joe started talking about this and I was like, ah, why do we got to have consequences? <laughs> Uh, I know these are the consequences of my actions, but like, damn. So far, it was only you two that <laughs> caught these things. Do you want to discuss them amongst yourselves or amongst to acknowledge them between the pair of you or um, talk about them with anybody else in the party? I definitely just like look at Morlinde with like a knowing, like, you see that too kind of expression, um, but I don't say anything. Like at the river, 
Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't look. Yeah. All, all yeah. that we just both noticed. That doesn't look good, does it? Alaris and Grimton, give me insight checks to see if you can quickly catch yourselves up or if they need to explain it. Eight. Four. What looks bad? Uh, look at that there river. We we may or may not have dealt long-term or potentially revocable changes and potentially damage um, to the environment with, um, you know, the bomb that we blew up. Sure enough, you round the corner of a mountain and are able to peer into the valley of Kala, the former site of Maldo Keep and the southern route of the Trader's Path. It's just a hole of jetting fog, roaring with power and force, a hundred yards stretching east and west like a deep wound. Ulrich has already... I mean, they've been grappling this whole time with tire, being tired of being involved in, like, cusp-changing events and being tired of dealing with you know, things at that level or tier. And so this, this just feels like, even in a situation where they felt like they were in the right and that what they were doing was good, like, it still could potentially have damaging consequences and they hate it like it just fuels that growing doubt and dislike of the whole everything that they're a part of right now is there guilt involved oh there's definitely guilt because because for all that for all that Auric like hates and complains about you know these upper beings involving themselves in other people's lives like that's what I've done you know, I've made choices that have impacted other people against their will. You're playing God. It's not quite, but there is a hypocrisy to my hatred. Um, and that that's not lost on me. And so I, I, at the same time as I am, like, angry at the things that are pulling me into these conflicts, I am also angry at myself for doing the same kinds of things that I am, like, furious about, you know? So I feel I feel guilty about it. Um, and that does too mingle with a sense of guilt for Allreal's death, because like, I I pulled Allreal out here. I didn't have to d- come do all this. And while Allreal has agency and you know made those choices himself, you know, in a state of grief, it's easier to just look at things from the like, well, he came out here because yeah. of me. Right. This is my fault kind of way so like that's that's mixing to with this very like real and apparent manifestation of my guilt this literal explosion that we caused um is just in, uh, inexorably tied to to my feelings of guilt about all real death grimton feels like you know this had to happen they did what they needed to do but he does feel like it adds to his to-do list of things that he needs to at least try to fix because it, it was him <laughs> or he was involved Moreland Day is, is focused on what the impact is going to be on the surrounding towns and communities and it's kind of the way that Alric was feeling of here's another decision that I made that's affecting way too many people just feeling too big and like how is something that we did going to affect hundreds thousands of people and and like what's what's this river going to do and what's this heat going to do and yeah it's just too big 
<sighs> you know? I agree. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> Did you make the right decision? Was it was it even your decision? Do you feel like it was your decision? Like, is there a sense of... I mean, sort of. It, it felt more like the decision I we had to make given the situation, but the situation felt like it was yeah. thrust upon us. It's kind of like um, a little more like real world sort of analogy. There was a period of my life where somebody I was living with adopted a dog against my will and preferences and like saved this dog from like euthanasia pretty in the immediate and so like i'm not you know like i can't be like no take the dog back like i'm not gonna, not gonna i'm not gonna dog, do that right? realistically no but like so like that was a decision i had to make to just accept it but like i didn't want to be in that situation yeah and i was not willingly entered into that situation it's like that but on like a much larger scale <laughs> i think grimton takes ownership of what he had to do his biggest regret is probably not having another one to blow up these ships yeah I mean that thought did cross my mind next he banks the tyrant's bane west and taking a wide berth around the jet I don't have any idea what this thing would do in that volatile of a sky and I don't really care to find out Below you now is a deep canyon that winds its way through the rocky highlands as it begins its taper off into the great sandy wastes of the desert defeat. You spy the wagon routes of the trader's path along its northern rim. You've never seen the highway in north or south or joined without any wagons until now. Not far away, you see where the two sides of the great steam fissure join back together. It's difficult to gauge distance in the air, but the end of the geyser ends maybe a mile from the canyon raging below. Its steep walls carved away by the heaving becks, turbulent rapids below. Erosion is a hell of a thing. Give me nature checks, please. Nice. 13. Unnatural 20. 15. 16. With that nature roll, it occurs to you, all of you, to ask some questions. Those questions being, what do you think would happen if the water of the heaving beck ever eroded out the land between the fissure and the canyon? Hmm. What do you guys think would happen if the water from the heaving beck ever eroded... I forgot the second half Over, of it. Ever <laughs> the... eroded the... <laughs> you didn't have to a ask it out loud. Um, I don't know. You're like, you guys asked this. I felt like one no, of us should have asked it. I mean, it. in your head. Um, it occurs to you oh, to okay. wonder oh, about okay. this thing. So we're like wondering, I uh, see, what, would I see. what do you think would happen if the water of the heaving beck ever eroded out the land between the fissure and the canyon? The fissure and the canyon. A lack of water? If the water just would try to fill, it would try to fill the hole, right? And it would just not be able to. 
Yeah, so it's it's like so serious like loss. All of that water would groundwater go. Are you saying we like deleted a no. river, like a whole well, all river? All rivers lead to the ocean, right? Except for this river, which would just end in the fissure. Yeah, that sounds worse somehow. Who is this going to affect? Yeah, what happens if that river is just gone? Because that that river being the River Nogalar, right? No, no, or, no. The, this is the, no the heaving bank. The heaving, heaving bank. Yeah. I mean, here, let's scroll up and look. What's downhill? Damn, are we gonna dry out a whole lake? You ask out loud? No. Can't. I can't think about that right now. As you ponder these things, you follow the heaving beck as the river winds its way into the horizontal fog. In the distance, you see a large body of water and those familiar with your cuspal topography know that it's the corroded uh, lake the, the corroded lake that's right um give me a religion check all of you who all of you who consider yourself experts in character experts of cuspal topography uh <laughs> a natural 20. Ulrich, you literally have a map in your hand 14 okay fine that's okay my role was ass Ass roll. What are what am I rolling? Religion. <laughs> Religion. Seven. Grimton and Alaris, appropriately, I think you're the ones that remember that it's at the corroded lake that the mortal armies of the Raven Queen were poisoned while they rested after a fight against a primordial during the Dawn War. It was Nerul, the then god of death and the dead, trying to turn her army into an army of the dead. Um, both of you give me arcana checks, please. Three. Fourteen. The corroded lake has kept its plague since the incident. Some think that the necrosis is what caused the desert to form in the first place. And others think that there are, you know, different causes. You, you, there's not an answer, but it's just something that you remember from, from school. Mm. Um... Give me a nature check, Alaris. 22. It makes you wonder questions like, what would happen to the corroded lake during a flood caused by the steam fissure? Are we starting a zombie? Would it, Sorry. Would it wash away the blight? Would it push that plague further downstream? What kind of environmental disasters will happen because of this? Wait, how would a flood happen? No, I'm so glad I failed this roll. How would a flood happen? Um, because the 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 steam from the fissure is going up into the mountains and cooling and then coming down as pre precipitation and then going through the rivers. So, like, it'll take a little bit, but the natural process has suddenly been front-loaded with a bunch of extra precipitation oh, that it doesn't normally Grimton have. hasn't connected the dots, but yes, he thinks that oh, Joe is setting up so. a zombie arc. So <laughs> all of the steam from the explosion is gonna go up and 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 collect and then rain mm -hmm. and it'll just be a larger amount of rain than normal, which will cause yep. the heaving back to f overflow, potentially, and then cause more water to be in the corroded lake, which would potentially make that more full than it's used to, which would potentially do something bad. Which is a stream of dots you just connect out loud. That's, uh, I mean, 
That sounds right, Alaris, but I, I can't say that. I know that for sure. Science is weird. I'm gonna drive myself crazy if we continue thinking about things like that. We have enough. Yeah. Yeah. In front of us to deal with. Give me with. a pretty high DC survival check, Alaris. <laughs> Unless you actually are looking over Ulrich's shoulder at the map. Uh, no. High DC survival then. Yeah, no. Oh, no is the answer? Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll stop it there then. For your, your all benefits. Yeah, I don't think we need to worry about it right now. That's this seems like a bigger problem. So let's just keep focusing on the task at hand, you know? Put one foot in front of the other, you know? Next we banks the tyrant's bane to point its heading north. You're on the lookout now, searching for a sign of the warforged army that passed here days ago. Down and to the east is the Badland that you know is the hinterland. You flew directly over it on your way to the Palace of Winter, so we won't go into much detail about it. Down and to the west, however, there's the great open sand waste of the defeat. Great dunes spill like waves over one another. Who knows what sorts of mysteries are hidden out there in the barren wilderness lost to those sands. Only one bastion of life has managed to ward off being swallowed. The oasis called Triumph. Uh, everybody give me perception checks as you stare off into this desert. Ah. Perception. 14? 15. Crit fail. <laughs> nice. Killing it. You're on a low streak right now, Yessie. Yeah, it's like three in a row. Zach? One. Well, no. <laughs> turn the club. <laughs> Auric, down there, you think that you see a wall. Actually, you're pretty sure it's a wall. Mostly buried, partially exposed in the sand. Unrelated, you also see the signs of a massive group of beings all traveling in a single direction like a migrating herd of beasts on the plains. Sand is moved in great strokes, all heading due north. It's definitely your Warforged. I think I see... No, I'm pretty sure I see a wall down there. And uh, I th it looks like, to me, the path of a large group moving north. I mean, like... Yeah, now I see that, too. It's probably the Warforged. Yeah, like, you see it right there? Like, I'm pretty sure that that's... Probably so Lars, we what should you're follow saying that. is that all it, that water is going to just overflow the banks. <laughs> and that's just gonna be yeah. bad news. Yeah. Y'all are goods. It is really bad news. Will you guys pay attention? I think we found huh? I think we found their, their trail. Look look squint, look real far. Do you do you see that? That little wall looking thing right there? And then right above that, you see that path? You seeing it? It's right. It's right there. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. It's there's sand everywhere. I can't. I can't really give you more landmarks. I think I see what you're talking about. If they were snakes and they are, they would have bit me. I would like to roll an insight against uh, Alaris, saying, "Yeah, I think I see what you're talking about." To see if he actually sees what I'm talking about, or if he just said that to get me to stop. Let's see. I rolled thirteen. How do you want to resolve that, Zach? <laughs> I mean, I see what you're talking about. It's right there. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What am I talking about? I give up wondering because it's not worth it. But there's a part of my brain that's like, mm-hmm. he has no idea. Next week, next week shots from the cockpit. Well, are we headed the right way? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, f- follow that trail in the sand right there, due north. Okay. Arik, you look at your map out of habit, and you're expecting that you will soon pass over the northern route of the Trader's Path. By the way, you've been in you've been in the sky for like hours now. It's just it's hard to do stuff like this. I figured we've been out here a while. You you'll soon pass over the northern route of the Trader's Path, and now that you mention it, that's the only surviving route of the Trader's Path. Did we blow up the whole Trader's Path? There's a big hole in the other one. In the Trader's Path? Wow. The, the southern, you blew up the southern route of the Trader's Path. God damn it. <laughs> it, led, it led straight through the Valley of Kala. Like the whole chunk? Oh my gosh. Does that connect in my brain? Like, do I look at this and be like, yeah. oh. Auric just like, there's just this moment where Auric is like looking at the map and like thinking about things and has that realization. And then just like, closes it and sets it or puts it in their pocket for a second just just stops for a moment they're just not can't can't keep thinking about stuff like this it's really really wearing on yeah. them so they're just like gonna rage quit for a second and be like mm. and they're not gonna share anything you okay Ulrich? Yep. seems like you got something on your mind nope are you sure doing just fine all right mm-hmm doing just give me a perception check Grimton okay 13. Down below you, you spot the northern route of the Trader's Path. Look, it's the northern route of the Trader's Path. <laughs> sure is. Give me <laughs> give me an insight check, Crimpton. <laughs> no. Did you say no? It's a it's a four on the dice, so seven. Oh. Yeah, so yes to insight check, no to insight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More time passes. From this height in the air, you're able to see the stacked rock columns of the shattered coast in the distance to the north. Give me some nature checks. That's a natural 20. This works well for you, knowing that. Oh my gosh. I can't believe how good these rolls are. 23? Dang. Eight. (laughs) I'm over here just still flustered and trying not to pay too, too much attention. Auric, can we say that you handed your map to uh, Morlinde? Absolutely, instead? absolutely. Great. Uh, 14. Uh, the three of you, sans Auric, know, based off of personal experience, worldly intuition, or just having a damn map in your hand, that there's a reason that the Pandominion didn't ever just build a new port to try and reestablish sea trade with Zadal during the Great Scuffle. The Shattered Coast is a great splintering of stack rock columns that extends across all of the Pandominion's claimed territory and the hinterlands as well. There's just no beach in any of it, just towering cliff face. Sailing those waters is dangerous lest ye be smashed against stone. There's just simply no safe space to build a harbor. And it is that great littering of dangerous coast that you see ahead of you now. Give me a religion check, Grimton. 22. Uh, Alaris, give me give me a religion check too. 21. 
you know that the both know that the Shattered Coast was formed when Kord, the god of wisdom, ripped away the lands of Kolgafir from the rest of the continent during the Dawn War in order to separate a war going on between the gods Grumsh and Bane and preserve what would be called the continent of Altair. Hmm. Fun religious history. So they just like reached down and were like, nope, we're gonna just separate this. <laughs> you can, you know how Kiyoshi created Kiyoshi Island? Oh yeah. Similar to that, but instead of pushing, it was just bye. Mm -hmm. Rip. <laughs> Suez Nickelodeon. It's been a bit since we've had a good Suez joke. We haven't had a good Suez joke in a while. there, where the sand of the desert meets the darkest deep, you see a huge mass. At this distance, it's indistinguishable, but it is without a doubt your prey. Intuitively, Nexby pulls the stick back to bring you higher into the sky. As you close in on them, give me perception checks. Ah. All right, bet. First, not great roll. Uh, 13. Four. 18. 18 as well. It's difficult to guess, Grimton and Auric. Large numbers are hard to count, but there are at least 5,000 individual <laughs> Warforged robots amassed here. I really was really hoping Joe seemed like, there are at least five Warforged. <laughs> <laughs> There's at least five of them for sure. I think both numbers five and 5,000 are equally laughable. Every one of Hergarth's mechanized army is present. There are boats, too, moored off the coast. Hundreds of them. Yeah, because... Okay. Yep, this is about as bad as it could have been. How many do you think there are? At least five. <laughs> That's not too bad. We can take five. Recording now. Thing now. Tap, okay. tap, tap, tap. Record. It is indeed the correct microphone. Ah! Good news, correct. Joy. Hey, uh, Zach. Hmm. Zach's on death for some reason. Uh, you, you can need to roll a constitution saving throw there, Zachary. Um, Zach, hello? Right, well, that means he cannot hear us, correct? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. okay, there we go. Huh. So your, you, your, your thing you said that you were deafened for whatever yeah. reason. Well, he, right. he passed Ready? the DC, so now he's okay. good. Oh, that's funny. Can, You're can making we... a, a D&D yeah. meta joke. Love it. All right, one, two, three. Ah. That was ah. so fast. That was like... <laughs> You're like, what did I click? All right, all right, all right, all right. One, two, two three. three. Clap. Clap. What the hell was that? Like, I, I, d I did Rude. not see. Clap. <laughs> right. One, two, three. Clap. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, this I'm a musician, but I did not plan to music. One, two, three. Clap. clap. Okay, that was a bad clap, but. Clap. This is. It's gonna be so fun Joe's for you, world. Joe. Clap. We're just living in it. Clap. 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 Uh, we were just talking about death and death, yeah. to on record. Um, you know, fun subjects. Uh, right, because we just shoot the shit here, you know. We, do, we only shoot the shit. We have fun here at Advantage. So death. Sarah, what's the closest you've been to death? Um, Not dying. Uh, yeah. The one time in Costa Rica when the guy in the boat let me get out of the boat in river because we said it, the water wasn't going to be rushing, and then I got my bikini bottom hooked on like a log, and then the water started going up higher, and I was like, this is where I die. And then they had to cut off my pants. And so I was nice. pantsless. And then I had nice. to get a girl from the boat to give me her pants because she had bikini bottoms on still. And then I had to buy new swim trunks or whatever, bikini bottoms. And then I almost That's died. That's so funny. Yeah. I was expecting it to go like you were almost eaten by caimans in this water. <laughs> no, the water was just like here and then like at my belly button level. And then it just started uh -huh. creeping up. <gasps> and hate that, yeah, actually. Was, I was, and I was like hooked on these, um, on this like log. It was very scary. It took me a long time to get over. It's really interesting too, because I feel like we we're talking about death earlier and like our experiences with death. But there's really like two kinds of it, right? Like there is, there is, like interacting with the death of someone else and like thinking about mortality in that kind of way. And then there's like almost dying. And those are yeah. two distinct, you know, interactions with death. Death is like, yo dude, what's up? But like for different reasons, but like still very like different experiences. Death to other people, death to self. I'm trying to think if I've almost died. Like I surely I have, I was a stupid ass ADHD little kid. Like there's no way I didn't almost kill myself. Yeah, I used to drive. I mean, I still drive really fast on the highway, so I should probably make better choices there. <laughs> Sarah, over here starting with the used to and then couldn't even finish the sentence before she corrected right. it. <laughs> in, in the case, uh, this is this is going to be live and recorded for posterity's sake. Uh, in the case that one of you dies. Like IRL? Oh, okay. In real life, how do we deal with that in show? Hmm. That's a good question. It's kind of unique, yeah. How have other shows dealt with that? That's I don't also know. a good question. In Archer, the grandma who, she's not a grandma, but like the, the old lady who played, uh, who voiced Archer's mom, she, that voice actor died. Mrs. Archer. Yeah, Mrs. Archer. Uh, she died. So they had like one last episode with her where they put in like, like voice clips of her saying like very common <laughs> things that she would say. Generally hand me a drink and more vodka, like, because that's the character that she played. Then at the end, it was, like, her chilling on a beach and then, like, in memoriam, whatever the actress's name was. It was very sweet. And I was like, why am I crying in an Archer episode? All right. I have two suggestions, and neither of them are as sweet as that. Is um, one of them going to be a Tales from Bossing Say no. episode? No. 
No. The Thank first God. one, I've seen a lot of content about these recently, and like I don't think we need to run into one except for this particular instance. Okay. And that is the False Hydra. Have you seen those? What? Okay, it's it's called a false hydra, and this thing, just like, the way it kills you is that it can like, it's it looks like a hydra, and it, except at the end of it, it's not dragon heads, it's just like weird looking skull shaped things. Cool. Um, it's horrifying, but the way it kills you is that it it makes you forget that you saw it. So it can like delete your memory, but only while it's like singing a really weird song is this like a thing. And then, but it has to like stop singing to eat you. So it just like, they're always like, they're maneuvering around everybody kind of all the time. There's not a lot of them, but they're there. And you just, you just forget. This sounds like a Doctor Who episode. Well, and so there's lots of ways they get played, but you know, if you came into like a town with a false Hydra, you wouldn't remember it at all and you could have like an entire party member that nobody remembers and stuff like that so we could we could do some kind of play on yeah. that which would be re- really really dark um but a lot of fun um and then the the other idea is uh, i was imagining some kind of like higher class mimic um that has like we have already the character has already died and using kind of sarah's idea of like voice clips but like deliberately making them not that great like making them like to where the listen yeah something is weird and then we later discover that the character has died and that we're dealing with this kind of some kind of weird mimic the uh the false hydra is the same as the silence in doctor who yeah the other nerds out there for for the record and for the listeners out there if for some reason Steven the player meets an untimely demise and the rest of the cast is forced to deal with that uh, I give full permission for them to use my voice to do literally whatever they want <laughs> so long as they don't turn me into like a Nazi or something like that'd be really <laughs> bad but I, tr- I trust you guys not to do that what about you guys what do you what do y'all any cool ideas if we were to pass away? I don't necessarily have any cool ideas. I mean... With Grimton, it makes... it Like, Grimton's old. Yeah. You know? And, like, that's fine. I guess, like, yeah, you can use my voice for whatever, for posterity. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. I think it'd be okay. I mean, it would suck, but, um... Grimton can go at any point. He's really on. Un- he's on borrowed time, really. I think I, I would be upset from the great beyond if the show didn't continue. You know, for me personally, like if I if I were to pass, I would not want the show to stop, knowing that that would mean potentially, eventually, you know, filling my spot with another person. Not to ask who would be the new surprise fifth party member <laughs> or, or I guess refilling the fourth party member slot right <laughs> I wouldn't even know who to be- begin to suggest I'm ready to, uh, to mess y'all up with this one oh. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably I'm definitely going to fake cry we'll see if it turns real let's send them a message Ooh, this is where I read, wrote the same thing three times. Ugh. Okay, let me try that again. 
<laughs> I literally I have like three sentences in the row in the in a row that say the same thing. It's fine. There's a line in a Lemony Snicket book, one of the one of the unfortunate event books, um, where he was just he was describing like Klaus Baudelaire uh, just like falling asleep while reading or like not understanding anything. And the the first lines on the page where it was like he was reading the same thing over and over, and then he like repeats that sentence for the entire page. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, like he was reading the same thing over and over. It was like he was reading the same thing over and over. It was like it was great. Also, if you need a good children's book, Lemony Snicket wrote yes. a book called The Dark. Oh, illustrated by John Clausen. What it is spooky in the way that you would want Lemony Snicket to be, but also totally kid-friendly. Very, very good. The Dark, my preschoolers love it, and it's one of my favorite to tell. Oh. I love horror for children. <laughs> oh. Genu- genuinely, one of my favorite genres that exists is horror for children. Oh, I love this already. I will be buying this book for oh. myself. Oh my and you god! Cannot it's stop me. Great. It's no wait, I know this for book for over ten years. I've, I've read this book. Why? Yeah, no, this book is great. I've never even heard of this. I'm really quite upset. Oh, it's super good, oh. Sarah. You were going, yeah, yeah. What were you thinking? I was of? just thinking about Lemony Snicket in general. I was thinking of unfortunate oh, events. No, got it. No, my preschoolers. Oh my god. Oh, I'm absolutely and, checking and you this can out tell of the library. It in such a like a fun, mysterious way that something like this deserves. Oh, so They'll great around Halloween. Like when you're doing yeah. the skeleton square or, dance and then the next thing you do. Or when it's really dark outside uh, and like the, the lights are off and you're like, weather like this reminds me of a book called The, the dark. dark. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Sorry. All right. It's okay. I That <laughs> gave me where, time. This is where you wrote the same thing. That gave me time to edit out two and a half sentences and make it make more sense because uh of the many strong writers there are on this podcast that's not necessarily my area of expertise but this actually sounds pretty good i'm pretty happy (laughs) with it all real and took oh my god i clean take auto corrected to ariel areola and tokus (laughs) All no, real. I definitely heard it as like Princess Ariel, yeah. like oh. <laughs> and Takis. Day two of star testing, so I got no brains. Um, mm. Old Sarah, no <laughs> brains, they call her. Yep. Thanks for doing that, Stephen. That was fun. <laughs> I'm feeling spicy. <laughs> Apparently, I like it. Ulrich uh, is like, having a rough day. Like, <laughs> you don't want to let the funeral go too easy. <laughs> no, because that was hard. Like, there's some drama. You gotta have there's some drama. Lots of drama there. Like, this is rough. I mean, it's rough on everybody, which is why Ulrich chose to instead be a little more patient. <laughs> That's also like I get that we're like approaching some pretty powerful stuff, and like we have you know kicked it with some gods and the like. But like we've also been captured by like three warforged. So like I'm she, a little she screamed from the distance. That was like five levels ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're better now. <laughs> we're not Paragon tier yet. <laughs> 
basically you have to spend 60 days making it and you have to pay 50,000 gold worth of supplies. Holy okay. cow. Wait, 50,000 gold? Yeah. So like in supplies. In yeah, material in supply, but like, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking like fifty thousand U.S. dollars, or gold was equal to ten dollars each, uh, or hundred dollars each? I think in in for this conversion, for uh, for D and D Beyond conversion, I think that's more of a hundred thousand or like a fifty thousand U.S. American dollars in the year of our Lord gotcha. two thousand twenty-two. Not right. five hundred thousand gold pieces, right? Or five hundred thousand gotcha. dollars. dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so like. You know, a salary that would keep you above poverty, not in Arkansas. Anything else, right? In Arkansas, Arkansas, (laughs) right? (laughs) Jesus, guys, I I'm a positive person most of the time, but it is getting harder and harder. What? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) emotionally positive person uh, most of the time, but man, it's getting harder and harder to like care living in the United States. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so not to like derail a whole lot and go down a very doomy path here, but like, God, like everything just like sucks. Yeah, a lot. It does. There's a lot of not good stuff in the United States it right gets now. Worse it's every like, day. yep, it does. And every time I'm like, maybe it'll chill out for a while, then like it does the opposite of that. It's not well, gonna it chill not out chill. until we burn some things down. I've always pictured myself as an arsonist. Same! Same! That's my crime of choice! Yeah, have we bonded over this before? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Oh, God, when you come over on on Saturday, we gotta make some Molotovs, huh? Did you uh, see the first part of my text about that being my dad's birthday? Oh, yeah. But but potentially. But potentially. Invite your dad! Uh, (laughs) Molotovs with dad. Cocktails with dad. There you go. Parenthetical. Molotov. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You. What if you made an army of flesh goms to fight the army of Warforged? That's what. Man, that was what I was like thinking. Such a bad idea, and a really expensive idea. You need more time. That's what I'm saying. It takes one person. It takes one person sixty days. Mm. But. But you hear you have like. We have so people many people who are not level five, and all of them will take 66 psychic. No, I'll just tell them what to do. Oh, oh you're the translator. You're doing the, the science communicator role, huh? Yeah, like Dr. Stone. Or like a foreman. Or Sarah's friend from NASA. She's not my friend. I follow her on TikTok. Oh, well. So it's a parasocial friendship, yeah. Sarah's TikTok friend from NASA. Are you yeah. mutuals, even? No. I, I, I don't make TikToks. I scroll. We got until the sun sets. <laughs> it hits her lower intestine. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, me, and this brick wall you built between us. <laughs> watch the watch the sunset with oh me. yeah <laughs> he made you a sweater of his tears and you kill him spongebob really just like ingrained itself into the psyche of people yeah. our age yes like it's so itchy what's it made he, out of I, eyelashes <laughs> i literally use spongebob to like explain things to children (laughs) like 
uh, I use bring it around town to help them bring, bring it around, around town. around. That when, and that firmly grasp it. I do not use that one. Grasp it. <laughs> so, um, so, slight sidetrack. There's a local tattoo parlor in town that is offering free tattoos. Oh, because it's the 13th. As long as they are... At, as long as they are mayonnaise themed. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'll so hop on chaos. the plane. I want a mayonnaise tattoo. A cutie mayo tattoo? Or just like, just, yeah. can it be Miracle tattoo Whip? Like the I love Miracle Whip. Logo it can probably be Miracle Whip themed. I'm sure they would let that slide. Alright, the entire cast is gonna <laughs> go get mayonnaise related tattoos. Yeah. But I we really couldn't get together is... for anything else, yeah. but this, <laughs> this matters. I would, I would definitely take a Patrick star saying his mandate is an instrument um, can you just imagine the pitch meeting for that like all right guys 13th's coming up you know like what are what do we what's our gimmick what are we gonna do and some guys like listen i have the best <laughs> idea ever no one is ever gonna top this free tattoos I'm like oh we have, we've do, we do that one every year and he's like you didn't let me finish free tattoos <laughs> with the theme mayonnaise of mayonnaise <laughs> That's, that's brilliant. And it's just like, because it's like, I can see everybody else not even like saying anything, just being like, God, that, 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 whoever came up with that is just an agent of I chaos. You, it was like two of the artists sitting down and they were like, you know what? I've never tattooed on someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's been a severe lack of mayonnaise tattoos. <laughs> we need to so yeah, portfolio. We fix the ratio genre here. <laughs> Your KD is all off. <laughs> um, Zach, please go get this this uh, in patron secrets. This first mayonnaise with the little uh, with the the little jar, the little jar with the little flowers. Oh my god. Okay. I love it. <laughs> it's just a little baby. I love it so much. I'll look into it. I don't have any tattoos on my legs yet, so maybe. If I was going to get a dumbass tattoo, like legitimately, if this was like a thing that we had planned out, I would I would genuinely be on board to go get a bunch, to go all get a mayonnaise related tattoo <laughs> as a cast. Like, How I would do it. How much are flights right well, now? Pay any What's money. the nearest airport? Oh no, I'm poor as shit Rona, right now. Baby. Like, like I'm pretty sure my bank account is in the negative I right now. Card. Um, um, I mean, she so do I, but I have cards. a fair amount of debt. <laughs> Same. I'm, dr- I'm drowning. Let's be honest here. I'm drowning. Um, so, like, I can't, I can't, I can't take a flight. Um, now, if your local tattoo shop can talk to my local tattoo <laughs> shop and be like, "Listen, there's these nerds." Do like a price match that thing. Are, Go to your tattoo shop. Spend the cost of the ticket. I don't think that works. I don't think tattoo artists price match. <laughs> Found this on Amazon. Maybe the cool ones do. No way they said. They said they would do it for free. <laughs> can you, why can't you do it for free? No, you, so anyway, swap, bitch. Yeah, yeah, we've derailed sorry. a lot. Penises are gross. <laughs> hey, Callie. It sounds like you're. Zach, are you outside? You're outside? In the tunnel. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Can you. I think you're just like windy. 
No, I'm not anywhere in particular. Do you have a fan running? No, no fan running. Are you just like, I don't know, you're rubbing your <laughs> microphone up and down on your shirt or something? Nothing's, nothing's happening, I don't know. It really does sound like you're in the wind. In the weird. Okay. Uh, or like you have a lapel mic and it's just not in the right <laughs> spot. Um, I think it might be my laptop fan. Interesting. Huh. Whatever you just did made it go real crazy for a second. Yeah. Is it still doing it? A little bit. A little bit. And now you sound a little echoey because you're not close to the mic. Uh, it's a lose-lose. All right. How is this? Oh, much, much better. better. Wow. Much better. Yeah, wow. Clean, All right. even. Um, I don't know, because there are definitely words that like, yeah, it's spelled like this, but that ain't how it's said. Norwegian. Um, I don't know. Dude, I, I, I have family from Natchitoches, Louisiana, so like... <laughs> I definitely so am real Viking. Well, I just meant I'm familiar with words that are not remotely spelled like how they sound. Uh, if um, you didn't see it today, I learned my 42nd great grandfather was Viking saga epic hero Ragnar Lothbrok. Cool. Joseph Viking. And uh, I'm also related to uh, Charlemagne. He's my 44th grandfather. Great grandfather. Um, he's my 42nd great grandfather via his son Sigurd Snake in the Eye, which is our fun heckin' name. Snake in the Eye was named because he looked like he had a little Ouroboros in his eye. Mm hmm. Anyway, fun stuff. Cool. I, what, I, what I love about this is you could be lying through your teeth, and it's not like any of us could be like, no! Back it up either, like... except for the fact that I was on uh, a website called Family. It's some family tree website that's actually run by the Mormons, uh, and it's like one of their mission things. Um, and so it's free! And it's incredibly robust cool. and incredibly fun. FamilySearch.org. Free plug. Cool. Don't be Mormon, but family. do be searching <laughs> your history because it's a good time. I was like, I default to they because it's so easy. So much, but like the new, the new character is, is not like i can use see him spoilers i thought everybody else already knew my character no we'd already like seen thank god you didn't give well, any a, other thing yeah. away it's a dude so. i really want to know more about your character steven if you want to just go ahead yeah. and talk about Let it, it all right out. <laughs> y'all ready to set off and fast forward to next morning yeah or not sure sure yeah <laughs> no that was Honestly, that went better than I thought yeah. with Briston. I was really worried. You did catch that he wants you to yeah. spend to live in Delphi, right? Oh no, I caught that. I, I know that that's not the first time that that comment has been made. I lo I logged that in the back of my brain, and honestly, Stephen, I remember this. Um, well, Auric like logged it too. I like speaking as Auric. Don't really know how to feel about that because it's like cool to be wanted like that, you know. Um, but at the same time. Like Steven, the player, have a lot of feelings about like moving and really just like cohabitating with, with another person I haven't done it in a long time. I'm trying to decide 
how how Auric would feel Let's talk about, about it, it in an inspiration episode. That would be great for inspiration because I was anyway. My hands feel sticky today. Okay. I don't. <laughs> Big fact. Uh, <laughs> I do not know why. I mean, I don't know. It it is about time we do put women back in their place. You know. Have you all? heard of the new serial that dropped which one no the podcast no dang it new serial just dropped it's tropicana crunch it is a cereal made for no. orange juice no 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 made for orange juice yes it is made for orange juice and not Ew. I behind. I can, no hold on Mm-mm. that's expensive as hell that is very expensive holy <laughs> shit <laughs> Are you yes, you over here like are now. Hold on, because that's expensive as hell. I'm like, thinking orange like juice Tropicana. Isn't subsidized. I'll, I'll like, send no a link. Place. Y'all can look at it. Tropicana is here's trop. Here's Tropicana. Stephen hated it so much he oh. left. Oh. Stephen left. <laughs> <laughs> I am like personally offended. Also, it's just honey almond granola. Every brand makes honey almond granola. No, no, no. Hold on. I've got two different flavors of it in my pantry right now. Because you are granola honey. Quite. (laughs) I'm sure the scientist at Tropicana genetically engineered this to taste good with orange juice. I'm going (laughs) to... Steven, Hold did on. you lose anything? Recording-wise, no. Discord just decided to take a toaster bath for right, no so reason. so it's just a, a dramatic but, thing. Your recording's still going? Good. Yeah, like, at nothing oh else God. about my computer okay. stopped. Like, literally, literally just... Okay. We I, thought that was like, we thought you had just taken a you, dramatic you, exit. Yeah, you, like, rage quit the Discord, and I was like, now hold on, what if it wasn't... What if it Cereal wasn't? For, with orange juice? I'm out of here. Peace. Ta- table flip.